It's time for the Big Nasty Show right here on 1450 The Sports Buzz and 1450thesportsbuzz.com. Oh, that's a little. That's I haven't heard that sound in a little while. <laughs> Rolling in, that's a nice little rush to start everything out. Hopefully, if you're listening in right now, you're on the way home. You're on the way home, and your and and your woman or your man, no matter what, whatever situation you're in, has got you a nice feast, getting ready to sit down to. So, uh, welcome into the big nasty show here. Uh, inside the glass, uh, sometimes I see comfort. But I look across the glass tonight, no exception. I look across the glass and I see the delicious Trevor Bacon Kelsey on the other side of the mirror or the glass. I'm glad it's not one-sided, if you know what I'm Will saying. Will you so. alienate me right at the beginning of the show if I told you I don't like Rush? <laughs> I don't care. It's long past the time when I've been concerned about your musical selections. I've never choices. been a Rush fan. I've always just I've never been a fan of... Yeah, you either get that... Canada does so many things great. You have full nudity in strip clubs. You have free... You know, healthcare. You. you I don't like full nudity in strip clubs. Legalization in most parts of it. You have. I mean, you have so many great things. Legalization of what? Anything. Oh, okay. You have great comics. One thing I've never think thought of Canada producing is music. I I look at Brian Adams. I look at Rush. I I, I like Neil. Where do you go past that? I like Neil Young a little bit, but other than that, Neil Young is a Canadian. But beyond those three that you just mentioned, Celine Dion's probably. Oh, Celine. Well, she's probably the biggest in terms of sales. In terms of sales, she's probably the biggest Canadian. Artist. I mean, the crash test dummies. No, Drake. Were they from? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, you know what? You never cease to amaze me with your musical background and your yes, musical. Yes, crash test dummies. Speaking by of the way, that, were Canadian. that's that's what the top three is today. By the way, we're going to get into this in the last segment if we get to it. Canadian that's, contributions. No, not Canadian. Canadian. I want to know what the Trevor Bacon Kelsey's uh, three most influential artists, musical artists of your lifetime. Uh, well, I just it, told it, you it, once, Crash Test Dummies. Oh, no, no not, that can't be in the top three. I mean, anyway, any, any song that's a verse is, mm, <laughs> I mean, that's just genius. Over and over again. Yeah. Over and over again. I mean, that's, uh, that is genius. I'll tell you what, how popular was that song when it was out, though? Yeah. That's, I mean, that whole on. summer, that's all you heard. But, you know, once there was a boy who, you know, and then wow. with a deep voice. <laughs> once there was a girl. Oh, okay. That's a great all right. song. So, great anyway, song. top you, three Canada. most influential people of your lifetime. Bacon is what we want for the last segment. We'll get to it, and we may not get to it. There's a lot to get to today. I had a, a week off last week. Uh, next week, we got another show or two, and then I've got to go down to the spring training camps. Uh, lots going on this time of year, all sorts of stuff going on. Everybody's reported to baseball camps, which is very exciting. Whose camps will you be attending this year? I, I just found out that I'm going to be going to uh, Pittsburgh camp, which is in Bradenton, Florida. I've got yeah. Phillies on the dockets. Uh, Detroit's camp is there as well. But I'm going to see the Orioles and Toronto in that run. Nice. So uh, we're going to see a couple of games and going to get to do some uh, moving and shaking. Uh, as I was doing up in New York at Syracuse at the Carrier Dome this week, we talked when I was out of town, talked a little bit about that. I think I may have brought bad luck to them. I think I may have brought a little little bad mojo to the Syracuse Orangemen. So, I don't blame uh, yourself. It was inevitable, I believe. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, certainly. But I actually, we'll, we'll get into that because I actually think it's a good thing to lose a little bit before the actual tournament selection and before the actual tournament itself. So, lots to talk about today. Uh, right here on WXVW, Jeffersonville, Louisville. Uh, th- we're, we found a new home here at 6 o'clock, so we're going to be on. I'm going to try something new. Are you, uh, you seem to be a guy that's pretty hip on the social medias. 
Uh, if you Co- say so, sure. Correct. So I'm going to try something new today. Compared to what? Like uh, uh, 70 years? Compared to Rick Patino? Yeah. Uh, we, we, yeah. We, we, we've heard about what Patino thinks about the social media. Uh, my buddy Nick Stover, who runs the social media, was <laughs> a little star, a little struck by that. So we'll, we'll talk to him here in a few a few weeks to start, see what his opinion is on that topic. So uh, anyway, uh, I'm going to do something new here. I, I, I don't really do this too much on the show, but uh, – you can find me, or you want to, if you if you're listening to the show and you're at home, you can you can listen in crystal clear digital quality on fourteen fifty thesportsbuzzcom dot com. Uh, find it'll walk you through it. You listen to it in digital 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 crystal clear quality. But you can also Facebook me, the Big Nasty Show on Facebook, or you can tweet me. Is that what is that proper nomenclature? That Tweeting is proper. I say you can tweet me. You hear that? Now the better question is: Is it proper to shamelessly plug your own uh, social accounts? That. <laughs> That's the ethical question. I'm you not, no, I, I, what I want is interaction. What I want is interaction. Don't so they, we all? See what during the? <laughs> yeah, I got some of that while I was home, but that's a whole other conversation. So, uh, anyway, so but you can tweet at Big Nasty Show thirteen, or you can Facebook either one. I've Why got them 13? up and run. I've got them up because it's the only thing available. Okay. I don't. Apparently, there's another big nasty. So show you're somewhere. telling me there's one through twelve big nasty shows <laughs> yeah, out there? Is that what you're telling <laughs> no, me? No, no. Did you try no, one through twelve? It, it had something to do with the year, Mr. Kelsey. Uh, was, okay. you, know, you know, I got bumps uh, recently again, so I have to I have to keep up on the social media. So you can find us. Uh, that's I can say collectively us because you're doing the show with me. So, yes. or you can call us on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line. That's five zero two three eight four fourteen fifty. You can call that number anytime during the show. It's the lines are open, right? Uh, yes, they are open. <laughs> okay. I'm I, I, I'm actually paying attention. And wow, whoa! So, and it looks like you got a new cut. Amazingly, but true. Looks like you got a new do out there. New cut, uh, new freshened up. Uh, I don't think I've had my hair cut. Recently, since I last saw you, may have been—I can't remember—but I've got the beard a little longer now with the "No Shave Till Dallas" uh, um, uh, slogan that I've written along with Louisville Cardinals. <laughs> the inside the press box kids were just in here. Nick Coffee and uh, Be Fresh, as I like to call them, they're on the way to the gym. You yeah. believe that? I, what, oh, well, <laughs> you better be sitting down because that's where I'm heading after this. What? Show. <laughs> What's going on around here? There must have been some incentive worked into your all's contract. You go look in the back seat of my car, where normally you would see uh, oh, three no. piles. I don't of, believe it. Of McDonald's and possibly a girl uh, handcuffed with, to <laughs> against her will. Well, right pa- now you'll see a pair of uh, running shoes and and, and, and shorts and a t-shirt. Running t-shirt. shoes. Did you, yes. no, say that again. You, you see, you got to, you, there's a pair running of running shoes, shoes in the back yes. of your car. Wow! <laughs> Could you do me a favor? Could yes. you get some footage of that so that we can put it on YouTube? I don't know if you want footage of me running. I do. I absolutely do. That's what you don't get. So. I, if you want that footage, go look up Andre Smith at the NFL Combine <laughs> a few years back, and that's what you'll get. It'll be very oh, similar man. to that image so, if you remember right. Since we last talked, we had uh, lots of stuff going on, man. Of course, there was the 17-day Winter Olympics. We just concluded last night with the the huge closing ceremonies, opening ceremonies started, you know, 17 days ago. Uh, did you, I know you didn't follow the Olympics too closely, but we're going to highlight that, talk about that a little bit later on. Again, we have uh, we have constant moving and shaking within the NFL. There is talk of Jim Harbaugh. I'm sure none of the other programs got to that today at all. Uh, but uh, there's apparently sour grapes within the camp of the 49ers, and there's been talk of Harbaugh possibly going to the Browns. Then it possibly got kiboshed. You know anything about this story? Have you heard uh, any uh, conclusive? I heard, I heard a little bit about it, but I didn't read too much into it. He wanted uh, they wanted to talk extension. He, he wants to be to... one of the top paid. Yeah, and I, rightfully so, right? I mean, if, if in three years, if, if your first three years in any in any professional team, and you're, in those three years you've gone to the championship game of your conference, all three, including one Super Bowl, I think you have a right to have a little bit of leverage to say I need some coin. It's time for some coin, especially when it's a pro, uh, it's a a, a league or excuse me a, a franchise. 
that was coming off probably good idea? 10 years worth of downtime. Do you have any idea what he's actually making right now? I don't know what he's making right at the moment. Uh, oh, top of my head, I do not no, know. No, I don't know either, but he definitely wants to be one of the top three paid. Uh, real quick, yes or no answer, do you think he's worth top three coaches yes. in the country? Yes, yes. I agree. I'm a big I, Harbaugh fan, I, both John and Jack. I and think and I, I, a lot I, of people don't realize, before his arrival at San Francisco, he went, I believe, eight seasons with, without a win, winning season. The, the, the 49ers went eight seasons prior to his arrival. He won that first year Don't with quote me Mike on Singletary's players. Which, with Mike Singletary's with players. With Mike Singletary's players. That team was, yeah, obviously, I mean, you'd had a number one draft pick at one point taking Alex Smith. They did some good free agent moves. They brought in Justin Smith uh, from the Bengals. They brought in another guy from the Bengals. How Jeffrey about Anquan Bolden? That's a pretty pretty decent acquisition. I mean, bringing years. in Bolden, yeah, last year was later, a good though. move. But, yeah. yeah, overall, I mean, Getting Gore where they got him in the draft, which is another proof that you don't need to take a running back in the first round. They say he wants. I mean, they had a nice team. They just had problem getting motivated. I think under Singletary a little bit, especially Vernon Davis. Yeah, and I think that's uh, he. he uh, yeah, Vernon Davis. Vernon Davis is kind of overall. He's had some big moments in his career, but overall, he's been a bit of a bust. Wouldn't you agree with that? Inconsistency, a little yeah. inconsistent, a little bit of a little bit on the more more on the bust side than the stud side. That's what I'm saying. For a guy who was, I think, the seventh pick in the draft, if I'm not mistaken, out of Maryland, uh, very highly touted. He was, I think, maybe it's a little bit on the lesser side. But of course, you got to look at the fact that look who he's worked with in terms of his quarterback situation. I mean, I know disrespect to Kaepernick, but he's not exactly John. What's wrong with Alex there. Smith? And Alex Smith again is another example. And Alex Smith, for the most part, was going through offensive coordinators. Like you know, I go through. Obviously, running shoes because I'm such a gym for. Or, or I was going to say McDonald's boxes. Exactly. So I mean, <laughs> yeah. Let's let's not uh, let's not get too far astray. You know that you have to exercise for a lengthy period of time for it to have any sort of results. You realize that, right? Yeah. This well, isn't something you just go for a run and. and I, then, I figured and then I'd give it one or two sessions before I say screw it and get liposuction. <laughs> liposuction. Yeah. I don't think you can afford it. I, I don't think <laughs> I get a tummy tuck or something. I, I figured <laughs> the insurance here would cover it. I could get you. I can get you set up. I can get you set up with a couple of serious. Serious people in that department. So I mean, I, I just figured at that point I'll just give up. <laughs> so we're going to talk. We're going to we're going to recap the Olympics a little bit. Uh, the the medals. I, I want to put forth the notion that there is a home field advantage even in the Olympics, or especially in the Olympics, as the Russians snuck up on us in late in the late stages of the race. And you do uh, know the Olympics. Uh, okay, the Russians. I was, th- I, was, I was thinking something else. What, so, uh, yeah, why don't you keep thinking? It was in Sochi, which we all thought was an Asian territory until it was uh, discovered that it's actually a Russian territory. But, uh, I, you know, I, I tell you what, as a whole, the, the Olympics this year, it was a bit of a down year for me. I, I have to admit it wasn't. The Olympics used to be something that I would watch in the evenings because they replayed and it was late night. And it always fit my schedule. If you couldn't see it the first early part of the day, you could see it in the late part of the day, and it was always a lot of fun. This year, it's been a it's been a bit of a down Olympics. It started with the the uh, it started with the USA sweaters in the <laughs> the opening ceremony. I, I mean, I, I watched maybe ten minutes of the Olympics. Total. You didn't watch I don't any even of? think I watched that much to be honest. You know, there's not that much going on. I now. like the Winter Olympics. There's no interest in me in the Winter Olympics. That, ski jumping, downhill skiing, uh, the, the, the no. moguls. None no, of that stuff. I live in basketball country. I don't care about skiing. Couples and figure. I mean, like the couples figure skating. And, 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 no, and not curling. Interests me. Curling's kind of boring. I finally, after watching curling several times, I finally figured out how you score in that game. I mean, I have no problem. The, I, there's one, the one stone that's closest. I thought it was like darts, and you collectively scored all the stones that were in there. It's only one per game. It's the one that's the closest. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I saw that in the USA Canada game 
where the United States women were eliminated. You so. might as well be talking Sanskrit to me. That, that, <laughs> anyway, that's what cool. it sounds like. So, you sound we, like you're talking like a 5,000-year-old <laughs> dead language because I don't understand a word you're saying. Uh, well, for, we had the NASCAR We had the NASCAR kids going round and round. Another one of your popular sports. That yeah, you that ranks rather a curling <laughs> for me on, on, on cement. <laughs> I love it. Uh, but uh, I want to, before we go any further and before we get to this first break, I want to sort of return to my moment with God. I haven't done it in a while, and that's usually a good thing because they're, uh, I haven't done it since Philip Seymour Hoffman passed away. I figured because you assumed you were going to hell. <laughs> well, I am. That's that's not an assumption. That's a that's okay. a guarantee. So, so you just gave that's, up trying. Oh yeah, I don't care. I don't care. I'm going straight there. I, I I'll go. To, I'm going to hell for what I thought of on the ride over here today. That doesn't surprise me because my time my the time coming over here for my show is a little bit less than desirable. If first uh, time I ever say this, please don't share that story. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Anyway, so we had a we lost a we lost a huge icon in my childhood and growing up, and as, as far as the movies and cinema. Earlier this morning, uh, we lost Harold Ramis, who, uh, for those of you that don't know, was the uh, director. Um, we were talking outside. I want you to throw some of these some of the stuff we were talking about that may or may not have been discovered by me. But he was the actor aside Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray. In the Ghostbusters, that was the most popular. He was the sidekick in to Bill Murray in Stripes, an yeah, icon. He had his fingerprints all over the the age. Tell me a little bit about some of the stuff I may have missed. Well, you said Stripes, which he those st- are the two he best. Was in and ro- he wrote and was in. He was also a uh, a riot. He was actually one of, one of my favorite scenes in uh, in in, cinema, in cinematic history, at least in comedy, was he was the voice of the Marty Moose in the National Lampoons when. They get to the park. <laughs> yeah. He goes, "Sorry, folks, park is closed." Okay. And he punches. That's that's which actually, kicks which kicks off probably the most significant of all rants as far as a parent rant in all of comedy. The first of many great uh, Clark Griswold rants. Oh, they're, they're, they're classic. See, they're, along with they're uh, classic. Vegas Vacation and Christmas Vacation, nothing beats Christmas to me. But nonetheless, uh, he was a writer on that movie as well with uh, John Hughes. Uh, obviously, you mentioned Ghostbusters. I'm sure Ghostbusters too. He'd like to forget. Uh, and three. There was a third Ghostbusters. Wasn't no, there? no, there wasn't. He wasn't. Involved I thought there in was it. a third oh, Ghostbusters. No, no, no. no, there was cartoons and everything. But oh, not okay. The, I, thought, oh, uh, I got. I thought there was a Groundhog third one. Day, which he wrote and directed as well, which is kind of a hit or miss. Wasn't there a on. third one with the guy that came out of the statue and this this the big? That was the second sc- one. Okay, well that's the second one was that bad. Yes, you're, I'm a little you're cloudy. Spl- you're splitting into two movies of, of both equal crap. <laughs> oh, horrible movies. Uh, uh, so, yeah. What else did he get? What else did he have his hands in that, that they may have not have known? In terms was of it? writing, directing, uh, that was I, the I best. Groundhog Day. Uh, he was also he also did Airheads as a, as a screenwriter for he that. He was movie. in uh, the pregnancy movie with. Uh, he had a he had a small role and I think an under under uh, appreciated role and knocked up knocked up it was a great Seth Rogen great father dad. great father role in that one so. great scene it was only five minutes but he really knocked it out of the park very uh, very 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 similar role in Orange County with uh, oh yeah 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 I got gotcha. you I forgot about that one so he did Ramis. analyze this he wrote that movie oh yeah he's very very talented and most he importantly had... real quick before I even interrupt you he also lastly was also a writer on National Lampoon's Animal House. Which is a huge movie from yeah. way back for the, the kids that are listening now. That's probably a little before your generation, actually. And when you, I know you appreciate, and most people don't remember, probably Heavy Metal. He was a voice on that as well. Yeah, Heavy Metal. That, John that, Candy was the most nice. significant voice of that movie to me. Do you remember John Candy scene in that Heavy Metal? Do you remember Heavy Metal very well? I don't remember Heavy Metal that well. The that was cartoon a cartoon, movie, right? Yeah, yeah the cartoon metal movie. Yeah, I remember the I remember the movie. I don't remember the scene. Candy's scenes. does the voice of the kid. You, know, the you have to understand, goes to, I was uh, 10. I was one, but I saw it when I was older. Obviously, well, okay, then I was younger than that. <laughs> he, he goes. To we don't the, want to uh, give anybody away. He goes but. to the the, the, the the planet with all the uh, Amazonian women with the very uh, endowed on the chest. So to okay, speak. that's and, that's too much information. Uh, great okay. scene, you know, with John Candy's voice. <laughs> anyway, uh, moment with God. 
uh, personally from the show here to Harold Ramis, one of the funniest guys. Just a just a cut and dry funny. It shows it comes in threes. We saw Shirley Temple, Philip Harpin, now Harold Ramis. Shirley Temple, you can't. How are you going to put Shirley Temple in? I guess Still an icon. she was iconic. Yeah, absolutely. So three icons. Yeah, they all come in threes of death in terms of celebrities. Okay, well, I'll, I'll give you that. So Hollywood, guess what? Sixty nine years Do old. Blow. Dropped this morning. Months. A lot of people don't realize what happened. He had some complications. He had this autoimmune uh, inflammatory vasculitis, which basically means that his blood vessels were expanding. And putting pressure on his veins, and that's what ended up being his demise, the the medicines and stuff. And it's a very, very rare disease, and that's what ended up uh, happening to him. He was found this morning by his wife. So, moment with God to Harold Ramis. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk Olympics. We're going to talk spring training. Uh, what else are we going to talk about? We got NASCAR. Little E won last night right here on the Big Nasty Show on 1450thesportsbuzz.com. You know anything about that, buddy? All the rappers can't stand us, but give us respect. Kind of like us when we're spitting on this microphone. My favorite Beastie Boys story. That's not Beastie Boys. Oh, uh, it's not Beastie Boys. I thought that was that's the Fat Boys or Run DMC, whichever one you think. I thought, I run, I thought that was Beastie Boys. I that's either Fat here. Boys or Run DMC. I don't have any Beasties on there. No Beasties? No, I think that's Fat Boys. I remember, God, I haven't heard that name. Remember the Fat Boys? Ever. <laughs> you remember that? Well, I forgot like, how, all about the Fat Boys. How, how popular was that back in the day? I mean, you're not that much younger than me. No, that's you're talking you're Crush quite, Groove is what you're <laughs> talking when you say Fat Boys. That's Crush Groove of, represent is but what I'm saying. I'm in the same area, but Beastie Boys came out the same about the same time as that, the whole Fat Boys Well, Beastie Boys out. have been around for a long time. Yeah, they came they, out they, mid, they, mid, or mid to late 80s. Uh, mid sabotage. Sabotage. Well, their album, License to Ill, well, that was not even their first album. Though. No, it wasn't their first yeah. album. But what I, my point is, is that was their first huge album. License to Ill. What, what was the album? I forget what the album had. Brass Monkey and all that on. That's the the Corner Store album. I forget what it's called. Something Corner Store. Oh yeah, that that was the album. When I was down at the beach, my senior year, junior year of high school, we were at the beach. That's all that was playing. If you were at to a party. You wouldn't go to a party without hearing some Beastie Boys, especially that album. That was that was the album that launched it for them. Brass Monkey, all that stuff. Yeah, you know, that, that, and they were, and they were fight for your through. right to pride. That that was that was huge. And then, um, then sabotage took them to the next level, and they've been along for. You know, but you know, you don't hear. Uh, it was uh, when, Paul's boutique, by the way, was what Paul's I was boutique. Beautiful, nice reference. The license um, so, it was the first album in '86. Um, but the Beasties are they going to do anything else now? That uh, old boy died oh, of cancer. No, I mean they haven't done anything in. They just they, they just bow they just bow out. Yeah, I mean they don't have to. They, I mean they've got enough. They've got their. They went that uh, Rage Against the Machine, the machine uh, Zach De La Rocha uh, path of, of being more concerned, I guess, using their fame now for the Bono like uh, good deeds of, of the world, and you know, Bono. The U two's got another album out now too. <laughs> so Bono, are you a U two fan? You know, I, I don't. Hate, I don't of, like not like U two, but I've never really been a fan of U two. Kind I, of a closet. 
kind of a closet U2 fan. There's a few songs. I mean, that, I'm not some like Joshua Tree fanatic or anything no, no. like that. You don't have any posters of U2 on your walls? No, no. I don't think Edge is like the, the God's gift to, to the world. What's I mean. it? Do you, do you, what's the poster on your wall now? Big Mac with cheese? <laughs> I don't have any posters. <laughs> or I, the king. I'm or, mature or you, <laughs> to the point where now at least the things I do having on my wall are not posters. <laughs> no more posters? No, they're framed pictures. You stash things, but you have like the one that you, the one end you peel the tape off and you have a little stash spot behind the nah, poster. No, I'm not, <laughs> oh, not I'm like that anymore. No, no, no me no. neither, I think I've more posters hanging up at both in my office and in the studio here than I do in my own home. Oh, I'm in a good mood today. It's been a while. It's been a while since we got a chance to chit-chat, you and I. So a lot of stuff going on here at WXVW. First and foremost, I want to remind everybody that every Sunday night, you can tune in uh, Ion 21. That's 21 on all of your so- your uh, service providers. At 11 o'clock on Sunday nights, it's Greg Brom. He hosts the Sunday Sports Bus. We have a lot of local um, media people and so forth, a lot of people from the show here um, that, that join in with him. It's it's the first take on the weekend's activity on Sunday night uh, right there on channel Ion 21. Uh, tune in on that. So um, We also have – we got this local high school basketball is into the states now, right? You know, I don't know that much about it. Well, the, the parent it starts – it starts, uh, I believe it starts tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. We will have uh, coverage of the tournament and starting with uh, – on Wednesdays we'll have – uh, Jeffersonville and I'm already Columbus East, Columbus East goes to you. Jeffersonville. The Hoosier Hills game, obviously, 62, section 62. But uh, we'll have that here at 1450thesportsbuzz.com. Just tune in with the Hoosier Hardware pregame show at 8 o'clock tip off. 25 minutes before the uh, the, the games, you get a, you a tip off show or pregame. The Hoosier Hardware pregame show. Pregame warm up. Yeah. Love it. So Columbus East travels to Jeffersonville on Wednesday. That's at 8 o'clock the game. And then, the, of course, the pregame right before that. And then Friday night, uh, New Albany tra- travels to Bloomington North. That I like New Albany in that game. New Albany's kind of slid a little bit as the season came to an end, but was seeing what looked like they were the favorites in the Hoosier Hills, but they faded with Jefferson in the other game. I liked them to win. Jeffersonville and Columbus East will be a really good matchup. Both teams have been kind of kind of 50-50 all year long. Jeffersonville's been obviously a new coach with Matt Pay. They obviously yeah. have they've had some suspension problems, unfortunately. They've had to deal with uh, in the middle of the season losing some key players. For certain other reasons, so they've they've kind of had a real roller coaster over season as well, a lot like IU almost to a degree, and uh, so I'll it'll take, be an interesting game between those two. I'll take New Albany in that one as well with you. Uh, how about this Columbus East at Jennifer's, Jeffersonville? Jeffersonville. That's what I was, that's what I was actually just talking about. Jeffersonville and Columbus East. I like. In the winter, if I had to pick one, I'd say uh, I'm going to take Jeffersonville to pull off the upset, but I don't see them going real far. I don't like this, but I agree with you on both of those. But that's probably because I don't know anything about high school sports in this area. <laughs> I'm, I'm certainly not an authority, but uh, but anyway, we've got can two. You know, how many of those uh, of those four teams, can you name me the mascots of any of the no. four? Uh, Bulldogs for the New Albany. I know that that's much. That's right. I know, yeah. But I worked in New Albany for four years, so I know that much. Red so. Devils is Jeffersonville. Uh, Red Devils is Jeffersonville. Yeah. Uh, you've let me, if you give me a chance, I'd have got you two of them. I bet you would have. I got you two of them. Columbus, Decent, Bloomington North, I don't even know. I mean, I don't I, know what they are. I think I, one's the Lions. I would like for you to come up to Pennsylvania and name one mascot of any of the teams. I'm sure it has something to do with Amish. You, and there's, <laughs> no. No. Amish country is is plentiful, but uh, we also have uh, Western Kentucky. Real quick, we have Western Kentucky games uh, this particular week, Thursday night at 8 o'clock with the pregame also at 7.30. We have the Hilltoppers traveling to uh, Texas State Bobcats, or is that a home game? doesn't say. I don't know what that is. Does it say at or does it say versus? It does not say. It just says versus. The versus means it's a home Okay, game. so then if it's at, it means it's away. That's correct. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I tell you what, I get a, I get a lesson as, as, I, as I preach. And then what else goes on? Saturday, this coming Saturday, we have the Hilltoppers also hosting the Texas Arlington Mavericks. That's yes. interesting. Interesting. Texas Arlington Mavericks. 
Did you, uh, <laughs> Texas Arlington, instead of being called Dallas, I guess you could say? Right. Well, there's a lot of, you know, <laughs> I'll tell you Do what. You know, there's Texas. one, there's a, a school in Dallas that plays in Louisville's conference. You know what school that is, right? Uh, in, in Dallas that plays in Louisville's conference. No, not off the top of that my head. That would be Southern Methodist. Wow. SMU. Another tough schedule opponent. Yes. We're going to talk about that a little too. We got some, the new college polls are out. Before I do that, real quick, I want to get into this Olympic wrap up. Just a couple things to touch on. Russia wins the overall medals at 33. We, we the United States, we own the extreme sports. Although our most prominent extreme, extreme sports participant, Sean White, didn't medal this year. Which do, you know, is crazy. do you know why we dominate those? Because we have a lot of people that have rich rich kids are able to go to the mountains because, because as, a, as a power country as that we are we like to invent sports that we know we're going to win so that's what we do we just invent sports so, if, we so in this, gonna, if we know we're going to be better at it <laughs> we just invent a sport what's like oh we'll just call it uh i just came up for half with pipe, sports. Uh, something on uh something with the snow we'll just call it half pipe something or other and call it x game right and now we'll make an olympic sport because we're Ex- better at it. extreme is what that's short for yeah well, i think really. we should have an extreme <laughs> game i think we should have an extreme game called Big Macs and Mountain Dews. I mean, if we if, if we, we do if we, would, if we would win the hot dog contest at Nathan's every year, we that do. would be an Olympic. No, we don't. That's Joey big. Chestnut. Oh, he lost. He hasn't won in like two years. I Joey thought. Chestnut is the he's he won. He, he's he's never been beat. Joey Chestnut. He's American. Is tried. And I true. thought Kobayashi. Kobayashi or, was dominant for years. He don't do it anymore because he lost his cool and pissed on somebody and and fought and fought with somebody at the competition. They. Kicked sure, him out. Sure, wasn't a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kobayashi so was sure ripped. Wasn't a stroke. You see how Kobayashi was small when he was when he was successful. Then he he gained muscle and he couldn't eat as much. When he so, was, so he turned was, out looking like uh, Carrot Top. On perfect. Steroids. I was just going there. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But Carrot Top's got a really messed up looking face. He looks like someone cut a face off in a sadistic manner and put it right on top. But, of but back to my point. That's why we win those things because we just invent sports that we know we're going to be good at. <laughs> so we make it a we own we own the moguls. We own the downhill style. They got that's the newest one. Canada has it too. They invented curling. They did it on purpose. They Canada. They oh yeah, and Russia Russia owned the figure skating. The Dutch owned speed skating. It was ridiculous. The Dutch, uh, we, we, we got medals in bobsled, which we haven't done before. Uh, the Pace girl that's got kids and stuff, the big big happy story. She won bronze or silver. Um, Ted Ligeti won gold in the downhill, which is one of the big competitions. Good for Ted. I would love to see you in a full stretch, like vacuum sucked ski uniform in the downhill. And, no. and, and not, not, not being scared of it, just getting it. Like trying your best to get it. I, I don't. You think you do, but you don't want to see that. Oh, I, again, you're wrong. I do want to see this. So, did Jamaica get a medal in uh, bobsledding? This Jamaica year? did not. They uh, apparently had cloudy vision. Uh, <laughs> if you take my meaning, they, they, yes, yes. Yeah, so they didn't kiss the egg. Good luck before. They no, the no. But you know, they. It's tough. They don't have practices. Again, we're going to touch on your three most influential uh, artists. Musical artists of the generation. In the last segment, we're going to get to that. Um, I've got mine already, so keep that in mind, Bacon Kelsey. If I don't have call, one. Is that a good thing or bad thing? I don't know, but you got some time. Uh, you can call us on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz line. It's 502-384-1450. That is still sponsored by the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Service Center. And the nice thing about the service center, man, you drive in there, take care of your business, get your car fixed. They'll shuttle you to the mall. They've got big screens. they got Wi-Fi. You can take care of business while you're there, while they're taking care of your car. Boom, boom, boom. You're out. You're out the door. So I just took another road trip. Uh, I'm taking another road trip. I'm all over the place. I'm like Jim Rome. Not in the sense of being good or <laughs> knowing what the, knowing what the hell I'm talking getting about. Getting paid. But are, are getting paid. So, um, But uh, we want to talk about these college basketball games here quick before, before the break. Did you happen to see the anal reaming that took place in uh, Cameron the other evening? 
Uh, no, I did notice the one that happened to Duke in the Carrier Dome a few months ago. <laughs> a month ago, though, I caught is this, that. Is this is this a turnabout as fair play? Is that what you're suggesting? Yes, uh, it's you know. <laughs> Good one good deed is worth another. It was not that bad. You Come have to on. admit though, you have to no, it, it was a bad call. He he should have been thrown out. There's no question. He he went he went nuts. That's the most ballistic I've seen Bayheim in years. He, he's trying to avoid and it, like I said, I've I've said this before and I say it again. I don't want to be undefeated in college basketball. It's a nearly impossible feat. It's nearly impossible feat. In fact, when was the last time that a top school in a top conference went undefeated? And, and well, a top 70, school. 76 was the last finished undefeated season officially with the tournament with IU. The last major conference team to go into the tournament undefeated has only happened since 1991 when UNLV went to the tournament undefeated and lost their first game to Duke in the final. And you four. know why that was? Because coach was chewing on that, was chewing on the, the towel. Well, I mean, that's part of the reason they were defending national champions that year as well. Coming going on, and they played a tough schedule. I mean, they played teams like Arkansas. I mean, you can say okay. They, so you so they classify. Yeah. They, they qualify. The closest say. thing to that would be Illinois in 05 went in with one loss. There were some huge and games this weekend. St. Joseph did it with one loss in like 2002, I think it was, with Jameer, Jameer Nelson and company. There you go. My point being that it's very difficult to go undefeated, and I don't want my team. I don't want my basketball team to be undefeated before. I want them to taste. A little bit of that losing. I want them to taste a little bit of that loss. No, they're not only tasting; they're getting first and second helpings now. And they're, <laughs> thank you. Uh, as, as you know, I'm a Syracuse Orange fan, yeah. so this has been a painful few days. I, I visited the Carrier Dome. Uh, they and they win in in last second fashion, which they won the game before in last second fashion. They got beat by Boston College in last second fashion. Boston College was all hyped up. There was a backstory to that that a lot of people didn't realize involved one of the coaches and some of the players and stuff. Uh, some health issues and so forth that a lot of people don't realize. But there, I could have I could have told you that Boston College was going to come bring their A game for that one. It was a home game at Boston College, and uh, they got beaten that game. They go up to Duke, and aside from bad shooting on Syracuse's part, they pretty much dominated that basketball game. Syracuse was in charge of that whole game, as far as I was concerned. Duke got Duke got to them when Syracuse went like twenty three percent. Which they had gone in the Boston College game, they shot thirty five percent for the whole game from the field. You can't win basketball games playing the two three zone, which is going to keep low low score. You can't win basketball games at thirty percent. But um, they should have won that game the other day. It should have been a tra- it should have been a it should have been a, a block. That's what led to the that's what led to the to the outrage. You, you're, you're looking like you disagree with me. Oh, well, I was reading something else, but no, I was listening to what you're saying. No, I think it was a 50 50 call. I, I, I don't have any problem with the, the call being called a charge. I would have probably but done But that's a, no a call, call that ends the game. No, it doesn't matter. It, either way, it's it's a call that ends the game. Listen, no, either it, way. It ended the game more than that call was Beheim's reaction, a which no allowed call. the team to go to the free throw line for four extra free throws, only up by two with 10 seconds left, especially a team that had been struggling from the free throw line to begin with, even though they did they not. Was, they down. were struggling from everywhere. They were struggling for the free so, throw line. I mean, that was what ended the game, not not a call. I've always, I'll have say this once. I'll say it a hundred times. I'll say it till the day I die, which will probably be sooner than later. Probably. If you allow yourself to, to, to for the outcome of a game to happen, by one call, you can't blame the ref. You've had you've had no, there was a lot nine minutes of that game action. But that particular call, that. regardless of what the, the call made one way or another, if he calls it a block and he gets the he gets the the foul shot after the after the after the bucket, Syracuse wins easy because that puts him yeah, up by Duke four. Fans complain and, and, and Duke complains it's a bad call. But I'm saying you don't blow the whistle there. You just don't blow. I would. I'd have preferred not to see a whistle blown, but I, I understand the the call being made. I, I didn't see a problem with it because that's the thing. And you say there shouldn't be a whistle blown there because it's in the end of the game and you don't want to decide. And I'm a Syracuse. And everybody says that. 
But then they sit there and say they tell referees they should referee a game not by the the game of the, the time and the clock but where it's at within the game. It's yeah, supposed to be neutral. You should, across. You shouldn't, Absolutely, you shouldn't change your mind by that. But then you said you can't have your cake and eat it too. You can only do one of the two. Exactly. So I'm 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 wheeling a little bit. I'm I'm reeling a little bit from this because they're on two losses. They've got to go to Maryland tonight. In fact, I'm going to get out of here. It's going to be a tough game. Maryland's it's going to be a huge tough game. You know what? Better basketball over the last couple of weeks. I don't know if you saw Bayheim on the news at all, but Bayheim is was uh, he's he's not real happy right now because Maryland didn't have to play on Saturday night. So he goes to he goes to this this uh, exhausting game against Duke in Cameron. And now he's got to play Maryland tonight at Maryland, and Maryland has rested all weekend long. Jabeheim's been through the the better days and even the lesser days and up again to the better days of the Big East. I'm not suggesting this he wasn't doing a little posturing. This he, isn't anything new to him. He, this team is ready. They're good enough that it doesn't work. They need to worry more about Maryland. This is a Maryland team that needs a win like this to get themselves back and at least being talked about a bubble team because they're kind of at that last – I don't want to put them the last four out maybe, but they're right on that border maybe last four out. They need a good signature wings. They've been playing better basketball. Des Wells can play since they brought back. Uh, I've always liked guard. the Terps. I've always liked the Terps. I've always thought they were a good team. They've got a decent team. I'd like to see them bring back Alex Len from last year, but nonetheless, Ooh. it's no here, no there. We got to get to another break here in a second. Before we do, let me give you this top ten as refreshed this morning. Syracuse drops to four. Good, bad, a little further, maybe you think two wins, two losses, boom. Uh, number four overall. He's number four overall. Florida, yeah, you can't put him ahead of Florida and Wichita State. That's a given. right. So you have Florida and Wichita State up uh, one and two. Arizona is still there uh, in the three hole. Syracuse, of course, aforementioned four spot. Kansas, and then the top five rounds out with Louisville moving into the top ten. Um, we'll talk a little bit about this here in just a second too. Uh, Duke is at six. Louisville at seven. Villanova, Creighton, and St. Louis. St. Louis must be undefeated to be on that poll. Twenty-five and two, they're close. Twenty-five and two, twenty-five and two in that conference. I don't know if that merits the top ten, but their only losses we'll, are close losses to Wichita, and Wisconsin. Okay, so we'll we'll go from there. So we'll see what happens. When we come back. We're going to break down the U of L and UK game briefly because that was I'm sure touched on today at some point. Uh, we'll talk on that briefly. Uh, we'll talk a little bit of baseball and horse racing is heating up. We got the Kentucky Derby right around the corner, right here on the Big Nasty Show, fourteen fifty thesportsbuzzcom com. About Iron Maiden, buddy. I know of Iron Maiden. A nice, smooth Iron Maiden. I've heard Man. of Iron Maiden. I've never listened to Iron Maiden. I, this, I was going to ask you who this was. I didn't. I bet know. you Douglas Wolverton knows about Iron Maiden. I think he does. He has an actually an Iron Maiden shirt on right now. No, oh, uh, there is a, there is an, actually a tweet in my box. Does that sound a little odd? How, how is a your tweet. mom doing? There, oh, careful! I was just back to visit my mother. You know that, so be careful. She listens. She'll come down here and whoop that. <laughs> She'll whoop that bacon butt is what I'm saying. So the tweet is for both of us, yeah, ironically. Uh, it's from Corey in Jeffersonville. If it involves us taking a long walk, no, no. going to <laughs> incoming traffic, I don't know. No, no, well, maybe a long walk. I don't know about the incoming traffic. Yeah. So hand-in-hand uh, hand walking in the park, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, the question is this. If you are O'Brien and you are the Houston Texans organization, who are you drafting with the number one overall pick? Johnny Manziel, Teddy Bridgewater, or... This clowny character. 
First of all, I don't, know who, I don't know who Manziel is. You mean Manziel? Manziel. Manziel. I call him Manziel because it, it's, it's just got a little more flavor. South is Manziel. It's got a little bit more flavor. Now, bear in mind, Johnny Football only ran a, 50, a 4.6 uh, 40-yard dash. Uh, this clowny kid, man, was making serious. <laughs> clowny. Javidian? How do you pronounce his name? Javidian Clowny. Javidian Clowny? Yeah. He's a freak. Close he? enough. Okay, so it, 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 let's answer the question for Corey here on tweet. On Twit. Do do I go first? Yeah, go ahead. Let's you go first because uh, you your 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 answer is less significant. Well, it's biased, but I would probably say Bridgewater. Manzel would be a distant third, though. It'd be Bridgewater and Clowney down to me, but I'd probably go Bridgewater if I if I'm the Texans. Yeah. Well, they said Aaron Rodgers. The, the Aaron Rodgers factor comes into play here, and this is what I think. I think what I would do, Corey, is I would take this Clowney and put on the other side of hap or the other side of the big dog. What's his name? Come on. <laughs> no, no, I, I've, I've, I've drawn. You have no idea you're talking about. JJ Watt. Yeah, JJ yeah, yeah, Watt. There JJ, you go. You make me think on the fly. But I, I put him on the other side. Then you got defense covered. They've already had, they, they got a pretty solid defense. I had them last year. They had some injuries and it was trouble as far as fantasy goes. They got a solid defense. You bring him in, you got the quarterback quarterback rushing situation taken care of. But you don't and, have a quarterback. Who are you going to draft a quarterback? Well, they got to, they can st- are they going to stick with, Str- uh, with Schaub? Shab Shab is done. He's Shab, done. Shab, he's done. Shab so Shab then it moves done. back to to JJ Yates, TJ Yates, TJ Yates. <laughs> he's gone, isn't he? Well, well, he should be. He sucks. <laughs> You're right. But, but what I'm saying is, you go later in the draft and you get one of the quarterbacks, the lesser knowns that might step up, like and Casey Kellum didn't do anything like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. So so anyway, Corey, I'm going with the defensive guy in Clowney, and my associate's going with Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, I'll, I, see I, the, I should, I'll be in the playoffs. She'll be in the playoffs. I'm going to tell you what. Pick. Damian Copeland is going to make the most noise of all of the draft class for the Louisville Cardinals. Honey mustard? Honey mustard. Uh, a, because I met him, and he's a pretty cool cat. And he's got nice tattoos and a nice little highlighted str- mohawk, usually he rocks, some sort of angle. But that, I think, makes you a better player, especially wide receivers. But he, he ran that three cone drill better than anybody. Yeah, that'll soon be an Olympic sport, and I think. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and <laughs> they'll call it extreme cones, extreme, extreme cones, extreme cone running. I, I, li- I like him. I but like- I'm telling you right now, you, you listen. You heard it here first. Damian Copen will make a bigger impact on the NFL than Teddy Bridgewater will. I, I don't know. I'd I'm telling you, far. I, I, Teddy Bridgewater is not going to be this 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 dominant NFL quarterback like everybody thinks he's going to be. He's not. I, I like Copeland. I think he'll get drafted. I don't know how much of an impact he'll have right away because wide receiver is really a hard position as a rookie to. To make an impact right away, or even within your first two years, I do like Calvin Pryor though, the safety that out of Louisville that's probably like going it. to go into the first round, late first round, maybe even be an Eagle. I know the Eagles have their eye on him heavily. If he even gets to them, he might go before them. I like him because safety is a position you can actually step into a little easier as a rookie, especially over the last couple of years that we've seen guys like Earl Thomas and and company. Who's the who kid from right the, uh, the Cardinals? The big the big dog from the Cardinals. Talking about the cornerback Patrick Patterson? Yes. Or not Patrick Patterson, but uh, whatever something Patterson, yeah. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm thinking of. He's he's he he made the adjustment pretty quickly. It's uh, that's a good point. It's it's easier to adjust to and He's in his the third season. Position. Yeah, but it's easier to adjust to the safety position than it he, would He's be. a corner though, not a safety. Right. That's that's what I'm I, yeah. a little, part of my confusion, so. Yeah, corner, <laughs> corners. Well, corners is you mean man to man unless you're running a zone sure. defense. I mean, it's just you just need to line up and know who you need to line up with. Safeties is kind of same way. It you're depends on where he goes field. too. It also, you know, a lot depends on where he goes. This kid from Kent State, uh, this Archer kid, forty yard dash, four point two six. It's lightning. <laughs> lightning fast. Let me ask you a question: If if you were to tow it up, and you're getting ready to do the four, the forty yard dash, what, what what do you think they'd stop the clock at for you 
Mr. Bacon Kelsey. Forty yard dash. I do the forty yard dash in about uh, four seven. <laughs> Seriously, four, no way. Four to seven. There days. is no way. We, we'll, we'll line it up out back here. I will put. I'll put every penny that I've got that you can't get inside of five. No, I tell you, it takes. I, me, I'm, I run a four, a four to seven. There days. is no way that that runs a four seven. You, just, I, you I, didn't hear what I said. I, I don't want to dish. Oh. I said four to seven days. I run a four to seven. Oh, okay. Well, thanks for the clarity because you just you about gave me a heart attack there thinking about no, that. No, so, no, no, no. So. I've never run a 40. If I had to run a 40, I'd probably run like a 6'8 or something. But are you real concerned Still about the – better Maurice Claret, I'm sure. Are you super concerned about the combines? I mean, is this something if – you're, if you're a coach, I mean, yeah. like there's a couple people that made significant moves one way or another. There's in always the combine. somebody that's going to make a splash – I, it's the Mike Mula kind of disease a little bit, I guess you could say that's going to that's going to really come out of nowhere and probably improve his draft status as a result of because of what he did in the combine in terms of just numbers and and forties. But for the most part, the combine I think just kind of, it, it's not there to those kind of guys never developed to me. They never really they're always flashing the pants. The ones the combine does good though is it helps show you maybe those guys who you thought were fourth or fifth rounders. And you see a little bit more in them now in the combines, and they move into a second or maybe even a late first or third round, a little bit higher up than you would have thought. And, and, right, and right. the opposite side as well, you'll see guys, you know, um, Antoine Bolden went there and ran like a four seven forty, and it kind of it caused him to Very drop slow. into the second round. Very slow, but you know? then he's he's turned into one of the best slot receivers in the NFL or just receiver in general. Yeah, yeah. I actually say Larry Fitzgerald ran like a I mean like a four five five when he went there. I mean, but obviously he's one of the top receivers, you know, obviously in this generation right now. In this last ten years, so you can you can take it. It's not black and white. It's it's you can it, take. It what certainly you get. is not. It certainly is not. I don't think it's that significant. Um, you know, they talk about Johnny Johnny Football being one of the best scrambling quarterbacks in the college and in the possible draft or in the draft. And uh, but yet they say his his speed is too slow. But well, he was like, slower than Clowney. That's what I'm saying. You've Point got, you've two, got, you've got linebackers slower. and linemen that are running faster than, than a quarterback, but yet he's one of the most elusive. You know, that's that's his main. Uh, a quality that's his best quality is that he's elusive as a quarterback. You got another guy that really blossomed because of combine numbers. Not that he didn't deserve to be a top five pick, probably when he came out originally, but kind of moved up into number one pick was the Texans when they took Mario Williams, and now he had a solid impact early on and is somewhat kind of derailed off due to injuries and maybe work ethic. But you kind of look at that, maybe that would be one reason they avoid going with Clowney because it's kind of a similar situation. When I look at Clowney, yeah, he, I, I, I see him right now either being. With his size and his abilities and his what he can do athletically is so amazing. He can either be a Julius Peppers who is has those same kind of abilities but has a work ethic. I think I choose. Or a. he can be Mario Williams who has all those same abilities but doesn't have the kind of same work ethic. Not to be mean, he has had injuries. So Very, great points, both of those, and, and I agree with you one hundred percent. I think he's going to be. But I think I mean to have that kind of speed at that size and those general football. I mean, he's got not a, human. It, no, he's not human. So I think he's going to be a dominant football player. I'm taking him number one. It's that simple. If I have an opportunity to get him, I'm taking him number one. Build your defense. If you build your defense, you can find ways to make offense happen. They've still got Andre Johnson. They've still got Arian Foster. That's uh, if I'm Houston. Florida. I mean, those yeah, well, guys whatever. Are shells so, of what they once were. A uh, lot more to get to, real quick. Here, we're running out of time. I uh, just wanted to give some accolades out here uh, at the top of the show. We had two huge horse races this weekend. The Derby prep races have started. I know you're a big horse racing guy, so I'm going to fill you in. Love them. Uh, uh, the, the Derby uh, is not far away, so the prep races are started right now. Is the key prep races. Uh, there, there's there's a whole series of them. Intense Holiday, which is my buddy Jeff Wolf and Starlight Racing. They won the Risen Star down in Fairgrounds, which is a huge race. And then Wildcat Red uh, run, won the Fountain of Youth. So those are the two big races that were on Saturday leading up. 
to the uh, the Derby. We have I'm going down in two weeks. I'm going to be uh, at the Tampa Bay Derby. I'm going to get full inside coverage of that, which is exciting beyond words. Tampa Bay Derby different than the uh, Florida Derby, I suppose. Yeah, well, t- Florida Derby is actually ran in Gulfstream Park. Which okay. is on the other side of the other coast. Tampa Bay is actually north of Tampa. Uh, Gulfstream Park is in Hollandale Beach, Florida, which is just north of Miami. So it's two different coasts. So Tampa Bay is just north of Tampa. So it's not just a clever name. It's it, it's it is a clever name because it's actually in Oldsmore, Florida. It's not, but it'd be, it'd be tough to call the, call the track Oldsmore uh, Racetrack. But it's true, uh, true. Uh, you get a little bit more cred. That's like us. You know, we're we're, we're in Jeffersonville, but we like the Louisville people too. We want the Louisville people as well. It's so. in Tampa. It's nice. Um, but we got the Tampa Bay uh, Derby, which I will be at. Gotham is this uh, this weekend. That's at Aqueduct. Guy from Lord of the Rings? <laughs> you got it. Actually, Batman. That's uh, Gotham City. Yes. That's where it comes from, if you really must know. But pick my brain, buddy. You can get it. It's right there. Uh, I'd rather not. I'd rather <laughs> we pick got my nose. The Florida Derby is actually March 29th. That's at Miami, like we talked about. So that's a big weekend. We've got Louisiana Derby, Wood Memorial, uh, Bluegrass Stakes right out here in Lexington, at, at, uh, in Keeneland, which is going to be huge. I'll be out there. So lots lots going on there. Little E wins wins Daytona 500 last night. And that was last night. Well, part of, it was yesterday and last night. It didn't really? finish. It didn't finish until until whatever. Like Learn something new every day. Yeah, but it was actually fun to watch. You know, you just have to watch a NASCAR race the last fifteen laps. I was in. I was stuck in traffic last night, so I figured I, I learned my own experience. Especially, especially if, uh, especially if it's a restrictor plate racing. So uh, you, that's all you have to do. So uh, real quick, we got to go. I want you to give me your top three. I want you to give me your top three musical influences of all time. I'll give you my third to start it out. Jerry Garcia. Yeah, I can. Do I should go three in an three, order? Three, two, with you? one, three, two, one, and we gotta, we gotta go. All right, three. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, uh, you're gonna, you're gonna laugh at me. I'm gonna say Tom Petty. Petty, love Tom Petty. Very interesting. My number two music influence of all time is uh, Metallica's lead guitar player because I'm a guitar player, Kirk Hammond. Uh, I thought he was, was he bass guitar? He's just a regular guitar. Well, I've actually met him. Bass is actually later. considered bass guitar, but I met him once. I'll tell you a story later. We got about one minute. Yeah. Uh, number two for me, uh, Roger Waters. Good, well played. Roger Waters. No, Gilmore. Waters. Gilmore or Waters. Either no, one, no, either no, one would a, fit in this top three discussion. I'm Waters. Okay, well, whatever. Number one for me over. Actually, you give me your number one first. Uh, Bradley, no. Sublime. Wow. Love Sublime. Wow, that is the most stunning answer you've given in all of our <laughs> top threes. Number one influential person for me musically of all time is Eddie Vedder. He's the one and the only. You can't. I mean, you can't go away from him. I listened to a lot of Pearl Jam Radio and XM on the way home. And on the way back, so that's where that came from. John Day, uh, he won the uh, Accenture Match Play Tournament. Congratulations to him. NASCAR's underway. The kids are in spring camp. We're going to start next week. We're going to start our uh, division breakdowns in baseball. Uh, right here on the Big Nasty Show, 1450. Matt Dennison's up next. Good to their sports report. Hey, what a cry.